0: It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your hosts, Steve Scafidi and Sandy Max. And happy Friday, everybody. Sandy's on her listener trip to England, so we'll hear all about that. At some point. And uh, Libby and I, Libby Collins, who joins me in studio on this Friday. Hi, Libby. Hi, Steve. We were just traveling the globe as well.
1: Well, you and I were both in Italy, but not at, with each other. No, at the, at
0: the same time in Italy. So <laughs> yeah. where were you at?
1: Well, we were in Sicily. My my cousin has a... One of a, my
0: favorite places. My
1: cousin has a villa.
0: Mm. near Chimena. Her cousin has yeah, a villa. You know, this
1: was not planned, honestly. She said, you know, Libby, maybe you should go there. And I couldn't say no. My cousin has a villa. You should go check it out. <laughs> It was it was fabulous. It was so relaxing, and then we spent a couple days in Rome, and and we also have friends in Vienna, so So we jetted up to Vienna. We yeah, we did. We we were kind of all over the place.
0: So, other than Sicily being awesome, which I agree with, what was your favorite thing about your trip? Quickly.
1: Boy, that's a hard question. You know what? One place we went is when we were in Austria, we were in Vienna, we were in Salzburg, and we took a side trip to Garden, mm. which is the Eagle's Nest. And amazing. Both, my husband and I love history. Yeah. and Amazing place. That, of course, was Hitler's retreat, and there was so much history involved in it. Things I never thought I would see. Um, it was amazing. And I think Rose Gray's has a trip coming up where they're going to be going there.
0: And um, is it being maintained, or is it kind of just...
1: It's it, 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 there's one building. Most of it was dis, uh, destroyed by right. the RAF, right. um, but there was one building which a lot which is where Hitler held conferences with his generals and also greeted various guests from around. You know, this is prior to the, the outbreak mm-hmm. um, in the 30s at this place. European leaders and also it it contains the tea room where Ava Braun would entertain the wives of these people while Hitler had his meetings. And the original elevator is still there, and you ride up in that. Isn't that wild? I mean, I
0: love history, and and when you can touch history and Mm -hmm. literally touch history and and go on these trips, it's it's so fun. All right, so Libby is, of course, the host of Wisconsin's Weekend Morning News and the host of Conversations. And you've got a good one this week. As somebody who's vested in politics as a former elected, Scott Klug, I haven't thought about him in a while.
1: Well, Scott is an interesting fellow. And I've known him a number of years. And it really, it was kind of one of these things. It was difficult talking him into doing conversations. He has such an interesting background. But, of course, he's got something to promote right now. So that's how I really got him. And that was t- the hook. Yeah, yeah, and, and actually because it's an election year, uh, he has such a great background, not just in politics, but he was a TV news reporter for a number of years, including eight years in Washington, D.C., before he ran for Congress. Mm. And so he's a, he's a wonderful storyteller, and he's got a podcast during this election cycle that's called Lost in the Middle where he focuses not on people on the far right, not on people on the far left, but those kind of in between, and he tells a number of different stories about that. So we talk about that. But what I really got him to talk about is his background. And he was born right here in Tosa, uh, and he started his career as a a news reporter. Um, I think he was before... When he was a news reporter, after that, he served in Congress for four terms in Madison. And uh, I asked him what it was like transitioning from covering news to becoming a newsmaker himself. You had been covering politicians as a reporter. Now you are one. What was your impression when you first got in there and looked around at the other people who had been there much longer than you?
2: there were folks who got elected with me who were, you know, a small town banker from Nebraska and a guy who'd been professor. Uh, another guy was a building contractor and they never really spent any time in D.C. So when I got elected, I knew what to expect and I knew where to go. And I carried a Metro pass in my back pocket to wander around town because I'd lived and worked in Washington for eight years before then. And I think it gave me a huge advantage coming out of the media because I understood how the press worked. In some cases, I think especially for the local press in Madison, it was harder for them than it was for me because they had to be objective and I was a friend. Interesting stuff. I I didn't know that about
1: him. Well, the interesting thing about him is he's not your typical
2: True. Pl- I
0: do know politician. that about him. Yeah, I do know he, that about he, him.
1: He thinks for himself he's very independent, although he was elected as a Republican. He had, I think, the second highest independent voting record in the state of Wisconsin. And when he got to Washington, he kind of looked around at some of the things that were going on there. And he describes taking on the establishment. Did anybody ever take you aside and say, let me explain how this works? You're definitely going in the wrong direction, and you need to be one of the Good old
2: boys. Not in so many words. I actually got advice probably more from people back home who said, you don't want to ruffle feathers, it's gonna cause trouble for you. Now, a lot of my constituents loved it and ate it up, but the worst thing in the world you can do is tell a former journalist, don't go there. If anybody ever points to a locked door, that's exactly the place I want to go. And it's sort of what I've always done through my career is to push through those kind of obstacles. And so rather than being sort of bullied by other members, we became part of the story. And so folks didn't want to put themselves at risk where we can say that's the guy or that's the woman who's blocking the records we asked for so it's pretty heady times i mean we were on this week with david brinkley on nightline on meet the press on just about everything that was going on it made a reputation for all of us moving forward and for boehner it essentially launched his career to eventually become speaker of the house
1: and he's talking about John Boehner, yes. and he, along with Rick Santorum and, and four other congressmen, they were all part of the Gang of Seven, and they were the ones who exposed the banking scandal that was going on in Congress at the time, where they were just writing checks that had no money behind them, and they were capturing them. And then also the post office gang scandal, where uh, Dan Rostenkowski from Chicago... You know, big-time politician, head of the Ways and Means Committee. He ended up in jail because right. of the fuss that they caused. So, yeah, Scott Scott's has some great stories. But going back to when he was here in the Milwaukee area, he was a student at Marquette mm-hmm. University High School. And his on his podcast called Lost in the Middle, he tells a story about, um, well, about something that happened while he was a student at Marquette High. I want to go back to when you were at Marquette University High School and a date (laughs) that you went on and and what this kind of says about, from a very young age, what your political stance was.
2: Yeah, this will tell you why I failed at romance (laughs) and why a lot of independent candidates for president will fail. Yeah, I dragged my high school girlfriend and said, we've got tickets tonight for the old Milwaukee Arena. And she's thinking it's 1968, you know, Fleetwood Mac cream, you know, who's in town, who's touring. It was actually a George Wallace political rally, and I wanted to go to just sit and watch. The George Wallace campaign in 1968, actually Wallace won five states and came very close in three border states. He never thought he was going to win, but he thought he could deadlock the electoral college and then have a say in who the next president would be. The U.S. government has strong antitrust policies about U.S. business. There's no antitrust policy when it comes to politics. The Democrats and the Republicans wire the game so independent candidates can't get on.
1: And he has so many interesting stories.
2: I would say just in the spectrum
0: of possible date locations, that going to see George Wallace would be <laughs> way, way to the right of anything that's reasonable.
1: Well, and and the thing is with Scott, knowing him as I do. He's he's definitely in the middle, and that's what he really is telling stories about now because there are far more people, I think, who are not on either extreme that really care about politics. That
0: group, that number of those people, just what you just said is growing every day, and if politicians are smart, they listen to those folks. You can hear more of Libby's conversation with former Congressman Scott Klug. Find out what he's doing now on WTMJ Conversations this Sunday morning at 11. I will be tuned in. Always great to see you, Libby Collins. Great to see you, Steve.